I really feel like there's going to be an amazing thing that's going to happen this morning, and not because of the fact that I'm speaking, because I'm actually not so, uh, it's not so great to listen to me, right? So, but the, the Holy Spirit is going to do something this morning. Friends, if we're not gathering this morning, why are you here? It's a big question. Why are you here? If we're not gathering to meet with the Holy Spirit, to meet with Jesus, um, and for Him to show up in a very, very powerful very powerful way, then we're just a, a nice social club, which is nice. We don't, we don't uh, despise that, right? We love that. But when the Holy Spirit shows up, everything changes. Everything changes. And that's what I'm really trusting for this morning. And so we're going to have a very interactive morning. So um, get ready. Um, I hope that doesn't make you uncomfortable. You're so welcome here this morning. And um, yeah, we, we're really looking forward to what the Lord is going to do. So friends, I just wanted to say up front um, how thankful I am, and I also might have to move around here because the last time I had my iPad, it overheated and I couldn't read anything further, so, <laughs> so I might have to move around in the, in, to dodge the sun, but uh, work with me. I just want to start by saying how thankful I am for this community. Really, there are moments where we have to pinch ourselves and say, Lord, is this really happening? Are you... Um, the things that we've dreamt of for, for years, and we've been involved in, in church and ministry for many years. I think before Kirsty and I got married, which was over 20 years ago, we've been in ministry together, and there's moments where you're hoping and you're praying and you're longing for certain things, and, um, you know, not much is happening. And then there's seasons where the Lord just pours out His presence and... Um, there we go, where he pours out his presence, and it's just like you have to pinch yourself because the Spirit is being poured out with such life, and why I'm thankful for what he's been doing over this last season I, I, is that I've seen some of you come into this place with gray faces, um, depressed, and in a, in a difficult space, and I've watched some of your faces transform. As I look around you, you've changed there's lightness, there's joy. People have commented on, um, ooh, thank you, Mila, that was a save. Um, people have watched your faces change. They've seen life come into your face. They've seen healing in your hearts. We've seen healed bodies. Uh, literally, this last week, we had a testimony of, of a couple of people being healed. There's hearts that have been healed. There's uh, lives that have been healed emotionally. Um, and there's been joy that's come into your faces. And so I'm just so thankful for what the Lord's been doing over this last season. And um, it's felt like, in line with what uh, Jacques brought last week, uh, or two weeks ago, he brought a word about that Dr. Zeus story about um, Horton, who sits on an egg and is God, faithfully guarding this egg on behalf of Maisie, which is a bird. And he's sitting on this egg and looking after it and waiting and expecting a birthing to be happening uh, that, and being so faithful in that. And it's felt like the last four years as a community, there's been a build-up. And beyond that, we, this is not our first time that we've been in, the, in a church for so many of us. Beyond that, we've been sitting and waiting, and there's been a build-up. There's been this, this culmination of something. There's this build-up in the Spirit. And it's like, it feels like the time of now of birthing is happening. This is the time of birthing that the Father is going to do something so amazing. And so we're not asking for something completely new this morning, because I'm going to be 
speaking about the Holy Spirit being poured out. The Holy Spirit is being poured out. The fact that some of you are here is a testimony to that. The Spirit is moving in our midst. He's being poured out. And um, so we, we're in this place of like, oh, my word, Lord, we can pinch ourselves. You, you, you're moving. You're speaking through, through individuals. It's not just a top-down structure in church where somebody speaks from the front. No, each one of you are contributing as we break up into home churches. I sit back and I watch, and I'm like, oh, my goodness. The, the, the depth and the richness of what the Lord is saying through every single one of you is so incredible. And so, friends, there's been this buildup. It's like this massive buildup in line with Jacques' word as well about the tectonic plates that form a, um, a volcano, you know. They, I mean, an earthquake. They, they're moving, 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 little bit, little bit, little bit by year. And they're building up more pressure and more pressure until there's this, like, this, this erupt, there's this um, earthquake. And that's what it felt like has happened over the last while in our community. It's been this buildup. The Spirit is moving. Hearts are being healed. Bodies are being healed. Um, we're building on the foundation of uh, not waiting for some super high in a, in a church service, but actually building on the everyday, uh, feasting on His love, His goodness, our identity as sons and daughters, almost like the solid, 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 beautiful foundation has been formed over the last number of years and culminating in a time like this. And you know, as I was um, contemplating what I wanted to share on this morning and just what I was feeling for the community in the season, I was out walking um, at the beginning of this week and I'd been praying and, and into what I wanted to say. And then I thought, I just want to put on some music and um, just, some, just some worship. And I, I was out walking, I put it onto my, my iPhone. And the first song that came up uh, hit me and the Lord started speaking to me. Uh, through the song. And, you know, we've been speaking about that as a community, that the Lord speaks through multiple channels. He doesn't just speak through a prophetic word or whatever. He speaks to us through nature. He speaks to us through music. He speaks to us through, um, through each other, through, through the things that we encounter in everyday life. And so we're aware of that. We've been trusting for that. And in the moment, uh, the song that came up on my phone was a song by Coldplay. It's called Life in Technicolor. And basically, it's just two minutes of instrumental music that feels like it's the build. You almost went, when's the song going to start? It's, it's just this build-up, an instrumental, and it, it builds and it builds and it builds. And you're like, oh, the song's about to start. But that's the song in itself. And the Lord really spoke to me about that, that there's this build-up in the spirit at the moment. There's this build that's happening. And now the song's going to start. Although the song has started, sure. But there's a moment of almost like a new epoch season that we're going into that the Lord wants to pour out His Spirit on us to, um, to start a brand new season for us. And so um, that's really where, as I said, where I feel like we're at at the moment. And the, the, the name of that song is, a, is a, a Life in Technicolor. And I just thought, oh, I was going to... Um, title my message something different, but I thought, no, that's actually a brilliant title for the message this morning, A Life in Technicolor. And, you know, if you don't know what Technicolor is, the way I understand it, Technicolor, it's a series of um, processes uh, that film goes through. The early, when they first came up with color film, it's a, a series of, um, yeah, of processes used to produce first color in motion pictures. So, going back to the early 1900s. And I just love that because it's almost like you've gone from a season of, I mean, motion pictures were amazing, I'm sure, 
But going from a season of black and white into Technicolor, right? It was a series of vibrant, vibrant colors. Movies like Wizard of Oz. It was a very, very vibrant, colorful thing. You can imagine the, the experience of people that suddenly started watching these color films coming out in these vibrant colors. And it's almost like we've gone through a season of, being, of having something wonderful um, that the Lord has done. You know, this, this, but it's been a bit black and white. Okay, not that the Spirit hasn't been moving. That's what I said. We've been to a place where He's, he's moving. But moving from a place of black and white uh, into a place of technicolor, so almost powerless Christianity into a Christianity that is powered. Um, and friends, the only thing that makes us different in this world is the Spirit of Jesus living inside of us, Right? The world is, without Jesus, we are dead. With Jesus being deposited in our lives and making us new, we become alive, we become colorful. Um, I love what the message translates um, as being salt and light, or how it translates, rather. It says that Jesus saying to us, let us tell, me why, tell you why you are here. You are here to be salt seasoning that brings out the God flavors in this earth. Here's another way to put it. You're here to be light, bringing out the God colors in the world. God is not a secret to be kept. We're going public with this, as public as a city on a hill. If I make you light bearers, you don't think I'm going to hide you under a bucket, do you? I'm putting you on a light stand. Now that you've been put on a hilltop, be a light stand. Shine. Keep open house. Be generous with your lives. By opening up to others, you'll prompt people to open up to God this generous Father in heaven. Friends, you see that when we allow the Spirit to move through us, it's almost like adding seasoning or salt to a meal. Without that, it's completely um, it's bland. It's got a, it's a measure of delight, but um, when you add seasoning, when you add color to something, it comes alive, and that's what we get to do um, to the world around us, saying being generous with our lives. Um, Christopher Lotton, if you know him, says that God, the Holy Spirit is in us from salvation for our benefit, but He's on us like at Pentecost for the benefit of others. And I just love what it says in the message there, that section that says, we are going public with this, right? Isn't it amazing that we are, we're going public with this? Why are we going public with this? Not because we've got a message to, an agenda to share. No, because the, the foundation of the gospel is rooted in love. It's a, it's a revolution of love. It's Jesus' love being poured out through us, to us, so that we can then pour it out to others and share it with others around us. And my point of the, my, my message this morning is, is if you think about the, the early church, the 120, waiting in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to be poured out, why did they wait? They waited in the upper room. They waited in Jerusalem for the Holy Spirit to be poured out. Because without the Holy Spirit, as I said, it's just words. We, we're being nice to each other. But when the Holy Spirit comes upon us, it confirms the gospel with, uh, with power, with signs, with wonders. It makes things come alive. It makes us be the, the salt seasoning, the God colors of the earth. And we, with, we extract it from the earth that's around us. If the early church needed the Holy Spirit, friends, how can we expect to go through this life and share ourselves with each other without the Holy Spirit being poured on us. Uh, we can't, right? I want to read from Acts 1. 
And while staying with them, he ordered them not to depart. This is Jesus. Not to depart from Jerusalem, but to wait for the promise of the Father, which he said, You heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. So when they'd come to him, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom to Israel? They're looking for the big, the big answers. And he said to them, It is not for you to know the times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority. Don't worry about all of those things. That is the Father's business. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. Friends, the, the point of that is that they waited. They didn't sort of get on with the job of go out and make disciples of all nations, which Jesus, Jesus had commanded them. They waited because they trusted him. They knew that this gift that the Father was going to give, he's like, I command you, wait, wait, wait. It's like horses before they come out of the paddock, I mean, out of the, the gates. It's like, wait, you can't do this without the Holy Spirit. Wait. It's an imperative. And, you know, sometimes... And in the past, we've settled on doing church or doing life without the power of the Holy Spirit. Like that's even doable, right? Um, and so for me, why have we settled for a life without power? Right? It's almost like power on signs, wonders, miracles, all of these things. It, it's like it's been reserved for the few. Um, but friends, I want to say this morning that it's not reserved for the few. It's reserved It's for us all. It's not for the mature. It's for the beginners, right? Right from day one, um, the Spirit of God gets poured out and empowers us to live a life of, of power. So if you just had to think about the 72, Jesus um, has commanded them to, to go out and preach the gospel and cast out demons and heal the sick um, and they're beginners, right? Let me read it to you. Their experience. They re this is now after they've been sent out and they're returning. It says the 72, it's from Luke 10. They returned with joy, saying, Lord, like completely amazed. Even the demons are subject to us in your name. And he said to them, in response to that, like they're amazed, these like power, demons manifesting, people being healed. Even they listened to us. Like They were like, who are they? And, and this is his response to him. He says, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Friends, when we are filled with the power of Jesus, Satan falls. Nothing can stand up against the work of the enemy. And he said to them, Behold, I have given you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions, and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall hurt you. Right? That's a very bold, authoritative, the king of heaven, the maker of, of the universe, giving them authority to go out and saying, nothing's going to hurt you. You've got complete power over Satan. Right? It's a very, very bold thing that we should say, Lord, yes, for us as well now. But the best part of this verse for me is the next part where he says, nevertheless, do not rejoice in this. Okay, in this extreme power that they've just put their hands on, right? That has the ability to completely maybe distract them. He's like, no, no, don't rejoice in this. Don't rejoice that the spirits are subject to you, but that your names are written in heaven. 
Friends, the fact that we have been made one and united with the King of Kings, with Jesus, is where our joy and delight should rest in. Not the fact that we get to wield power. Although I'm encouraging us to step into that this morning. But why I just want to say that as a caveat, just the foundation is not that, right? We cannot live a Christianity that has another carrot where, oh, my life is so dreary today. Maybe if something else exciting happens, maybe if, wow, maybe if we start to see the dead raised, then it's going to be amazing. Or, you know, one day when, one day when, like this carrot out there. No, no. Uh, what I'm saying is to us as a community that we've come out of this place with a solid foundation of knowing our identity, that our names are written um, in the Lamb's Book of Life, that we've been made one with Jesus. That is our foundation, okay? That's the starting place. That's the buildup that we've had over these last four years of establishing that, preaching that. But now it's going to go to technicolor. It's going to go to a new level as we allow the Holy Spirit even more freedom to move, uh, to move am amongst us. Friends, I think they tasted a power that was outside of themselves. And... You know, you think, I just want to speak to the, to the newbies and the oldbies that have come to the Lord, that you don't have to wait for one day when, right? You don't have to wait for our character to catch up or, or any of those things to try and qualify that it's got something to do with you that you can achieve some of these things because it doesn't. I just think about the, the, um, the, the power that the early disciples tasted. I think of James and John, and I just think about their character and how Jesus trusted these guys that were clueless with the power from heaven, right? And just how they responded. So just, just read uh, from Luke 9, uh, verse 51. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. This is Jesus. And he sent messages ahead of him who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him because his face was set towards Jerusalem. So they weren't accepting him. Okay, now these disciples are completely indignant. And it says, when his disciples James and John saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? Can you imagine? I mean, just like put yourself in that position. Firstly, one, that they think they've got the power and the authority. They've tasted such power walking with Jesus that they think that they can actually physically call down power from heaven and consume them, right? That's the kind of acquaintance that they had with the power of God working through them. And that's what I'm stirring us through uh, into today. Not to call down fire from heaven, but just to understand the kind of authority that we have uh, when we are filled with him. But Jesus turns to them and rebukes them and says like, um, he turns and rebukes them like, what are you crazy? But this is the guys that have been following with him, walking with Jesus, and they want to actually murder this village because they, uh, they're not responding so well to Jesus. Do you see what I mean about the character and the power catching up? If Jesus trusts us with power, trusts them with power to, to handle power like that, considering the kind of men they were, how much more do you think he can trust us with power? Because they hadn't been born again yet, right? He hadn't risen from the dead yet. They hadn't been made one with him. They hadn't been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. Um, how much more should we be um, acquainted with power?
Friends, Jesus said the signs that would follow believers. Okay, so look at your life. This is the invitation for you, the kind of signs that will follow you if you believe in him. And he said to them, go into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved, but whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. This is for us. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak in new tongues. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly poison, it will not hurt them. They will lay their hands on the sick and they will recover. Friends, how can we ignore scriptures like that? And so I just feel like we, over this period, we're being brought back down to the basics of what it means to be a Christian. One, like we've been highlighting, Jesus said they will be known for their love one for another, right? Um, That's the thing that will point the outside world to look at you and will say, oh my goodness, this is a disciple of Jesus because of the supernatural way that we love. And somehow that's just been brushed over in the past, you know. Um, It hasn't been something that has defined the church. We're being brought back to basics. The kind of power that we wielded as believers and that is in our inheritance to grab hold of is um, we've we've brushed over that because it's been it's been a little bit um, it's been a little bit difficult. It's been a little bit hard to believe those kind of things, which is why we need the spirit to be poured out upon us today. And so I really feel like today there's an invitation to move from a black and white expression um, with the Holy Spirit has been moving. I've said that, but work with the analogy from a black and white expression into a multicolored, technicolor expression of the church. Uh, moving from, in other words, like a, a theory and theology-based Christianity to a practical and power-based Christianity. Friends, theology is the study of, of God and His ways. And if that doesn't lead you to walk in and demonstrate His ways, then we've settled for something second best. And so there's an invitation today. And so I've just written here, my prayer for today is that the Holy Spirit will be poured out on us all individually in a powerful new way, the way He was poured out at Pentecost and the believers were filled with power and courage and boldness, that there would be an activation that takes place today in the Spirit, like a light switch being turned on. Because that's what happens when the power of the Lord touches you. It's like a, it's like a light switch. There's power that enters and it creates boldness. I want to just give a a caveat to that as well. We cannot be those, as I said earlier, that now just start running after signs, wonders, miracles, like that's the main thing. The power of the Holy Spirit is also found through us being filled with Him, which Galatians 5 talks about the fruits of the Spirit, right? The fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, um, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Friends, how many of you know that in your life right now that it takes the power of the Holy Spirit working through you for you to react in a place of um, of feeling love, of joy, of peace, uh, self-control when you're going through certain things? You each know what you're going through at the moment. What does it take? It takes an incredible work and move of the Holy Spirit working through you to demonstrate that. And I feel like I've seen that. I'm seeing that demonstrated through you. And so that's, the, that's, again, that foundation of where we're coming from, of the Spirit working through in all of these wonderful things like joy and love and, and peace and kindness and self-control. But on top of that, 
we now need an outpouring of the Holy Spirit if we're truly going to go public with this. Because the world doesn't need another Christian um, talking about things. The world needs the power of, uh, of Jesus demonstrated with the gospel. We need to see power with the gospel. And we should settle for nothing less than having the power accompanying the gospel of Jesus. Because otherwise, what is it? It's another philosophy, and it's steeped in humanism. And we're moving away from a Christianity that is steeped in humanism, and I can do it, and what I can do, and let me get my stuff together here, and let me put something nice together so that people will respond nicely to a point where, like, Lord, I've got nothing. I boast in nothing but my weakness and nothing but you. Because only when your spirit gets poured out can true life happen for me, where I start to walk in freedom, the freedom that is my destiny as a, as a son, and for you to walk in freedom and power and, and overcome, not going around and around in circles for the, on the same thing for year after year after year. That's the black and white season that we've come out. Now is a season to cross over where actually the diabetics get healed, right? We prayed on Wednesday a week ago, a week and a half ago for Vida, um, who's been struggling with diabetes for the last two years, and her readings have gone down and down and down, right? Um, friends, that's power. That makes a difference to Vida's life. That then inspires the rest of us. And like, oh my goodness, if Vida can walk in freedom and that, what about me? What about Mahrit? Home church two weeks ago. She was in the same prayer meeting. We prayed for her, healed. She went for the doctor's visit the next day. Whoever was in her home group or church last week would have got the testimony right. Healed. We're seeing these things, but it's for more, Lord. We're tasting it. It's not like we're preaching to, um, to dry bones and saying, let there be flesh. The flesh is already appearing on the bones. And we're saying, Lord, more, more. We need you. We need your spirit to be poured out. And so what does that look like? For me, I wrote, it looks like each one of us hearing from the Holy Spirit daily the church hearing what the Father has to say to creation and going out. We were told, go out to all creation, not just to believers, preach the gospel to all creation. Friends, our atmospheres that we go into, our workplaces, the very world needs the gospel of Jesus because there's power in it. Uh, so what are we waiting for? To learn more theory? To build up more theology? As was said earlier, no, there's no baby Holy Spirit. Friends, it's time to, be, to, to step out. And I just, I'm amazed at how Jesus gives the, the, the great commission. Go out and preach the gospel to all creation. Um, do you know what he did that? Straight after, it was the very sentence he, after he had just rebuked them, the disciples, for their unbelief. Right? This is after he's risen from the dead now. He says, afterward, he appeared to the eleven themselves, the disciples, you know, you'd put them up on a pedestal as they were reclining at table and he rebuked them for their unbelief and hardness of heart. Okay, so you, 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 you harden your hearts and you, there's unbelief in you. And his very next word is, and he said to them, go out into all the world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. Whoever believes will be baptized and saved. That's who he entrusted this gospel to. Okay. You know why? He doesn't wait for perfection because he is perfection. Can you just mull on that for a moment? He doesn't wait for perfection because he is, for, he is perfection. He says, don't wait till you got it all figured out. Don't wait till you got it all together. No, right now, today, go out. 
and we go out and boast in nothing but His perfection. And so, friends, my, um, my trust for the today, and I'm going on a limb here because I'm saying, Lord, we need to get baptized. Once we're baptized in the Spirit, we need to step out. We don't just wait, right? So this is me stepping out to say, like, Lord, I don't know. I can't do anything. I'm a fumbly speaker. I'm not the best at, you know, you didn't choose the best of the bunch here. But that's the point. Because He is perfection. And when His Spirit moves, things change. Lives get changed and transformed and healed. And so, um, yeah, I'm going to step out now. I've actually, as part of that, we say, okay, it's not just a, we're moving from theory to practical. So I've asked some of our, uh, our leaders in the church to, to gather this morning and before and to pray for a word for you guys, right? Because the Holy Spirit knows each and every single one of you individually. Um, he loves you deeply, deeply, and He's wooing you, and He's calling you to Himself all the time, all the time. But sometimes it just takes us stopping and listening um, and hearing what the Lord is saying so that we can bring it to us. So just as a quick uh, advert again, for Vida's time on Wednesday night, that's exactly what she's going in to go into, is just this place of having conversations with God so that we hear from Him during the week. He puts things on our hearts and He gives us opportunities to speak to people around us as He's wooing them to Himself. That's the only reason. It's a gospel of love. Um, and so I've asked some guys to, to prepare. Uh, so if you can just get ready to come up uh, in a moment. But I wanted to quickly say to you that the Lord speaks to us through music, you know, um, and through many multiple, multiple mediums, if we just have eyes to see and ears to hear. And so I want to play that song for you that I, um, that I listened to as I was preparing for this morning and as it came up, because it's just instrumental and I feel like it carries this build-up of a season of, you know, it's this ramp-up, ramp-up to the real song, and it's going to start to play. Um, and it's only going to start to play as each and every single one of us listen to the Holy Spirit, get filled with the Spirit, and start to bring an explosion into the worlds that you are involved in. Not just to church on a Sunday. This is just, it's a moment in our, in our lives as we gather. And so I'm going to trust that as I play this, the song that the Holy Spirit is going to speak to you. In 20, um, 2016, I was at uh, a retreat in America, and uh, the 18-inch journey retreat. And one of the creative workshops was them playing music and saying, how does the Lord speak to you through this? And I had the most incredible encounter to this, this uh, music that was played um, with the Lord. And he it was going, almost like going into an open vision. And so if we are to just stop for a moment, don't just come and listen to a song. I want you to hear this music, and I want you to ask, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Prepare your spirits. What is He saying to you? Friends, I also want to throw in another thing. I've asked the lead, some of the leaders to pray for you, but part of that, I actually don't want them to start. <laughs> I want you to start, because there's no, it's for beginners. It's for beginners. That's not a maturity thing. The Holy Spirit doesn't respect maturity. It's the power of the Spirit, not your maturity, that He speaks through. And so can I ask you, even as I'm playing this music, to ask the Lord who you've got a word for. And He might just identify somebody in the congregation this morning uh, that, he wants to, that He wants to bring a word to. And so can you be bold with that? 
and, and share that as something pops up in your, in your hearts now. So listen to what the Lord's going to say to you. Um, I think as I'm playing this, this song, um, those that I've asked to prepare words or uh, just ask what the Lord has, won't you, won't you come up and just stand with me in the front so long?